Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Declassified U.S. intelligence indicates that Russia's president has been misinformed by his own advisors about its military effectiveness in Ukraine. A key senator has indicated that she will vote to confirm Katanji Brown-Jackson's nomination to the high court ahead of Monday's planned vote. A father and son duo stabbed as they came to the aid of a crime victim are speaking out saying people must take things into their own hands due to what they say is the failure of government. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences is moving to take disciplinary action against actor Will Smith following his slap of comedian Chris Rock. We have the latest on their emergency meeting yesterday. Beloved actor Bruce Willis is stepping away from acting. He's one of a million Americans suffering cognitive dysfunction due to aphasia. Declassified U.S. intelligence finds that Russian President Vladimir Putin has been misinformed by his own advisors about Russia's military struggles in its war on Ukraine. Multiple U.S. officials say the intelligence shows growing tensions between Putin and his Ministry of Defense, including Defense Minister Sergei Shugo. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken in Algeria acknowledging Putin has been fed misinformation from his top advisors. Look, what I can tell you is this, uh, and I said this before, one of the Achilles heels of autocracies is that you don't have people in those systems who speak truth to power or who have the ability to speak truth to power. Uh, And I think uh, that is something that we're seeing in Russia. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby Wednesday said the Defense Department believes Putin has not had access to accurate accounts of his army's failures in Ukraine. Republican U.S. Senator Susan Collins of Maine plans to vote to confirm Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court after meeting with the nominee Tuesday. Here's the Maine senator talking to CBS News. In the end, I decided that she had the qualifications, the experience, and the credentials that we require of a Supreme Court justice and warranted my support. Collins does not completely ensure confirmation. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky on the Senate floor Wednesday was sharply critical of Jackson's sentencing record. GOP Senator Tom Tillis of North Carolina has announced that he opposes Jackson's nomination. Key Democrat senators Manchin out of West Virginia and Kirsten Sinema of Arizona, who often oppose President Biden, have indicated they are in support of Jackson's nomination. A vote on her nomination is set for Monday. If confirmed, Jackson will become the first black woman on the U.S. Supreme Court, fulfilling a campaign promise of Vice President, then a presidential nominee, Joe Biden. 
the father and son duo who jumped into action when a woman was being robbed and stabbed outside their Elmhurst pizzeria are speaking out. 68-year-old Kazem Suljavik and his son Louis were stabbed as they fought off three suspects. The father and son says New York City's crime surges forced them to take public safety into their own hands. Louis Suljovic and his father told the New York Post, people have to protect themselves because the government is not doing it. So we got into an altercation with them to hold them up because we're not going to allow people to get away after they hurt an older woman. And we fought with them and we held off, we held off to them as long as we could. And since they're such cowards, they had to stab myself and my father multiple times. Two suspects in the case have been taken into custody. And however, police say a third suspect remains at large. The 61-year-old female victim was taken to a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. An emergency meeting Wednesday of the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences over actor Will Smith's slap of comedian Chris Rock. After Rock made a joke about Smith's wife, actress Jada Pinkett Smith. The Academy has begun the process of initiating disciplinary proceedings against Smith for violations of the Academy's standards of conduct. Comedian Wanda Skies on the Ellen DeGeneres show weighs in on what she thought the Academy should have done. For them to let him stay in that room and enjoy the rest of the show and accept his award, I was like, how gross is this? This is just the wrong message, you know, like... You assault somebody, you get escorted out the building, and that's it. The Academy's statement also said another board meeting will take place on April 18th, at which time the Academy may take disciplinary action, which may include suspension, expulsion, or other sanctions permitted by the bylaws and standards of conduct of the Academy. Movie star Bruce Willis has been diagnosed with aphasia. It's a disorder that affects the brain's language center and a person's ability to either understand or express speech. His ex-wife, Demi Moore, announced in an Instagram post on Wednesday that the 67-year-old Willis will step away from acting. Here's Willis talking about retirement on E.T. I was just thinking about it yesterday. I never had an answer for that, that question until just a couple nights ago. And While I'm far too old to ever do it, I, I would want to... I want to pitch for the Yankees. Morris Post says that Willis's aphasia is impacting his cognitive abilities. Among Willis's credits are the films Die Hard, Moonlighting, and Pulp Fiction. Approximately one million people in the U.S. have been diagnosed with aphasia. Taking a look now at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy today, our highs 65, light rain or showers. Showers, possibly a thunderstorm overnight, the lows 53. Tomorrow, partly sunny, showers end by 8 a.m. with temperatures falling to about 52 by 5 p.m. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. A new poll shows that most registered voters are more likely to back candidates in the midterms who support funding the following. 
police, expanding domestic oil and gas production, infrastructure, and lowering prescription drug and health care costs. This NBC News survey finds 47 percent said they are less likely to vote for a candidate endorsed by former President Trump. Forty-two percent said they are less likely to vote for a candidate backed by President Biden. Former Clinton pollster and advisor Mark Penn on Fox News. Here it's clear, and the administration is not making a pivot So if they don't make a pivot and they double down, as they continually seem to be doing with a big tax and spend budget now, then, you know, I think the polls are going to be realized. This is their opportunity to know in advance, and they're not making the changes one would normally make to regain the trust of the voters. Three quarters of voters said they would back candidates who support increasing funding for law enforcement. Sixty nine percent of voters said they would support a candidate who supports expanding domestic oil and gas. Sixty three percent said they would back a candidate who supports infrastructure initiatives. Sixty two percent would support a candidate who supports lowering health care and prescription drug costs. Two Republican senators are sounding the alarm about what they say are troubling financial entanglements between President Biden's son Hunter and the Chinese government. Senators Chuck Grassley of Iowa and Ron Johnson of Wisconsin spoke out on the Senate floor Monday. Here's Senator Johnson talking about records involving Hunter Biden. The bank record showing a $1 million wire transfer, showing a showing a $1 million wire transfer into the account of Hudson West 3 from CEFC Limited on November 2nd, 2017. The Senator Grassley and I have already established CEFC is effectively an arm of the communist Chinese regime. According to a receipt provided by the senators, the state-controlled Chinese energy company CEFC paid Wells Fargo Clearing Services $100,000 with further credit going to Owasco, Hunter Biden's firm. Grassley said the two senators would reveal new records in the coming days showing more alleged connections between Hunter Biden, the president's son, and the Chinese government. Meanwhile, President Biden's proposed budget is in jeopardy. Centrist Senator Joe Manchin out of West Virginia shot down President Biden's new plan to raise $360 billion in revenue by imposing a 20 percent minimum tax on billionaires. The president formally unveiled the tax on Monday when he introduced his $5.8 trillion budget request to Congress. Here's Biden on his new plan and why he thinks it's right. A firefighter and a teacher pay more than double, double the tax rate that a billionaire pays. That's not right. That's not fair. And my budget contains a billionaire minimum tax because of that. Manchin says he doesn't support the president's plan to tax the unrealized gains of billionaires. The senator thinks it would set a new precedent by taxing the value an asset accrues in theory. Manchin's opposition means Biden's proposal is likely dead only a day after the White House unveiled it. It could be significantly restructured to try and avoid taxing unrealized gains. Revelations that the Biden administration allegedly allowed the American Federation of Teachers to dictate the CDC's COVID-19 policy on school reopening. The CDC has previously claimed that such coordination was routine and non-political. 
Republican lawmakers who sit on the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Crisis released a report on Wednesday. It details a CDC official's testimony. The testimony claims that the agency coordinated with the teachers' union in crafting its school reopening guidance. Republicans wrote the emails between the American Federation of Teachers, the White House, and the CDC, allowed the union to impose line-by-line edits to the reopening guidance. In October, Fox News reported on emails obtained by Americans for Public Trust. It showed that the AFT and the National Education Association, the two largest teachers' unions in the U.S., received a copy of the guidance before the CDC released it to the public. California's first-in-the-nation task force on reparations has decided to limit state compensation to the descendants of free and enslaved black people who were in the U.S. during the 19th century. Tuesday's 5-4 to decision narrowly rejects a proposal to include all black people, regardless of lineage. Republican Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's opinion on the matter back in 2019 when he was Majority Leader. Yeah, I, I don't think reparations for something that happened 150 years ago for whom none of us currently living are responsible is a good idea. Uh, we've, you know, tried to deal with our original sin of slavery by fighting a civil war, by passing uh, landmark civil rights legislation. Uh, we've elected an African-American president. The Reverend Amos Brown, who's president of the San Francisco branch of the NCAA and vice chair of the task force, pleaded with the commission to move ahead with a clear definition of just who would be eligible for restitution. California Governor Gavin Newsom signed legislation creating the two-year reparations task force back in 2020. 77 WABC time check, 515. Let's head over to Justin Ellick with a look at sports. Morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. Thank you very much. I am Justin Ellick. Here with your early news sports update. The Bucks stops at four for the Knickerbockers and their winning streak as the Orange and Blue fell at home last night against the Charlotte Hornets. Four or five starters for the visiting Hornets found themselves in double digits in the way of buckets on the night with Miles Bridges, 31 points in 34 minutes. Evan Fournier showed out on the Knicks' end of things with his 30 points, and R.J. Barrett continued his string of good play with 25 of his own, but it wasn't enough as New York takes the loss by a score of 125 to 114. Catch the Knicks next on Saturday at the Garden with the Cleveland Cavaliers coming into town. Over to the ice we go as the Rangers were in Detroit for a meeting with the Red Wings last night, a high score in fourth bout. Saw newly acquired blue shirt Andrew Kopp play the hero in overtime as he buried the game winner about a minute and a half into the extra period. Artemi Panarin had a big night as well with a goal and two assists in the 5-4 Rangers win. Up next for the Rags is a local date with the Islanders at the Garden tomorrow night. Previewing this evening's events, the Nets are set to host the Milwaukee Bucks at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The Islanders get the Columbus Blue Jackets at home a bit earlier at 7 p.m. And the Devils will join them at that time against the Bruins in Beantown. Breaking news coming out of the NFL yesterday as well as Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians has announced he is stepping down after three seasons at the helm of Tampa's coaching staff. Arians will be moving into a front office position for the franchise and now former Buccaneers defensive coordinator Todd Bowles will take Arians' place on the Bucks sideline. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy skies today are highs 65, some light rain or showers throughout the day. Tonight, showers, possibly a thunderstorm, the lows 53. 
Friday, partly sunny skies and showers before 8 a.m., but should, they should end early morning. Temperatures falling throughout the day tomorrow to 52 degrees by 5 p.m. Right now, 49 under mostly clear skies in Manhattan. Here's Frank Morano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning after stocks closed lower Wednesday. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones fell by 65 points. The S&P 500 dropped 29 points. And the Nasdaq lost 177 points. Procter & Gamble apologized after one of its website writings published on one of its Chinese WeChat accounts alleging women's feet smell worse than men's, which sparked uproar in cyberspace. The article is titled, Women's Foot Odor is Five Times Worse Than Men's. You can smell it if you don't believe it. It says that women's foot sweat gland is five times the amount of men's because women's foot bacteria reproduction speed is 2,300% much higher than men's 400%. Avocado prices have surged to a record high due to tighter supply from major producer Mexico. Bloomberg reported these numbers citing Mexican government statistics. The U.S. Department of Agriculture said in October report that Mexico's avocado production is expected to be 8% lower than it was over the previous year. CNBC's Jim Cramer advised investors to own secular growth stocks rather than cyclical stocks and to be vigilant in spotting the difference. Cramer said Devon Energy, Deere, Tesla, and Apple are examples of secular stocks that could be great additions to investors' portfolios. He added that RH, formerly Restoration Hardware, is an example of a stock that is still sensitive to the business cycle. RH on Tuesday reported an earnings beat and announced a three-for-one stock split to take place in the spring, but fell short of Wall Street expectations on revenue. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Okay, thanks, Frank. And taking a look at your futures this morning, they're mixed right now. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down five points at 35,113. S&P 500 up four and three quarter points. The Nasdaq up 60 and a half points. Gold down $9.10 an ounce at $1,929.90. Crude oil, that is down $5.57 a barrel this morning at $102.19. The WABC Early News. Well, good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. A subway hammer attack victim is telling her story of the alleged attack and recovery. Nina Rothschild, an accomplished New York City Health Department scientist, was left for dead after being hit in her head with a hammer 14 times and beaten with a cane. The brutal attack happened at the Queens Plaza subway late at night on February 24th. Rothschild spoke to NBC about the unprovoked attack and her recovery. Unfortunately, I remember basically the entire thing from start to finish. Um, Never saw my attacker, but I remember, you know, starting to go down the subway steps um, and feeling this blow to my head, which I initially thought was a baseball bat. An NYPD spokesman says officers from the 108th precinct were in a position to respond to Rothschild's screams because of Mayor Adams' newly implemented visibility patrols in the subway system. Rothschild continues to recover after suffering a depressed skull fracture, bleeding on her brain as well. She's undergone physical therapy. 
Rothschild says she will not ride the subway system because she is fearful and unsteady on her feet. Three days after the attack, police arrested William Blount. He served time for kidnapping and attempted escape from a South Carolina prison. A reputed Brooklyn gangbanger who dragged an NYPD cop with a stolen car five years ago was arrested again this week and released. Repeat offender Justin Murrell allegedly led cops on a high-speed chase related to the stealing of vehicles at JFK and LaGuardia airports. New York's PBA tweeted, this is insanity, listing Murrell's record, saying arrested and released again. Here's police union president Pat Lynch back in 2019 expressing outrage over Morell's lenient sentencing in the 2017 dragging of Officer Dalsh Veve. This hero police officer stood the blue line every day to protect our rights. That mutt crossed the line every time he could. Back in June 2017, Veve was 15 years old when he dragged the officer for several blocks to avoid a traffic stop in East Flatbush. The officer was left brain damaged and unable to speak. Morell was sentenced to a maximum of 10 years in prison, but was paroled after 14 months in March of 2020, sparking further outrage. A Dwayne Reed store in Midtown Manhattan robbed Saturday by a suspect. Police say also attacked the store's security guard. Surveillance video shows the man filling a bag with items before trying to flee the 34th Street store. This says a security guard intervened. The suspect was uh, tried to stab him with a hypodermic needle and then ran off. Police are asking for the public's help in tracking down this suspect. The drugstore chain has announced the closing of over 60 locations due to crime, leaving store shelves empty. A rally at Lehman College in the Bronx. Students and staff want a new deal for all CUNY schools. They're pushing for an additional $500 million in state funding for repairs, more staff, and free tuition. Here's student Remy Salsalis. This fight to get an extra $500 million uh, for, for CUNY is, is much more than a, uh, a budget request. This is years and decades of this investment that we're trying to make right. We're trying to invest in the people. We're trying to invest in communities, uh, people that just came into this country like immigrants, and everyone that needs an opportunity. New York's governor, Kathy Hochul, unveils her proposed state budget this Friday. She's proposed $792.8 million in capital funding for CUNY. That's an increase of a few hundred million dollars over last year's budget. Officials from CUNY say they need $1.2 billion to address capital needs at all CUNY facilities. Three new casino licenses could be issued for New York City. As part of Governor Hochul's budget negotiations, she and state legislative leaders may agree on a new deal allowing three casino licenses for the New York City area. Gambling companies are spending roughly $300,000 a month on a lobbying blitz to try and push the state to fast-track the timetable for these licenses. The lobbying blitz also seeks to influence the decision on where the casinos will be located and who gets to operate them. In a forecast to be released on Wednesday, New York City and Company, the city's tourism promotion agency, is projecting a 70 percent increase in tourists this year. A total of 56.4 million visitors, including 8 million from outside the U.S., are expected. 
Before the viral pandemic, China was the fastest growing source of foreign visitors to the city, with more than 1.1 million Chinese tourists arriving in 2019. However, China is not yet allowing travel abroad. American borders are fully reopened to visitors for the first time since 2019, and city officials are counting on tourists from countries like Mexico, Brazil, and Australia to help make up for the absence of travel from China. According to a new study, New York City ranks second in the world for the most disability-friendly city. The study ranked over 20 of the world's most visited cities. It included factors such as wheelchair accessibility, disabled parking spaces, and airport accessibility. New York has the highest percentage, 36% of hotels that are wheelchair accessible. Also factoring in, JFK Airport rated as a disabled-friendly airport. The report also found that 25% of New York City's restaurants and 38% of the city's things-to-do activities are also disability friendly. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy skies today or highs 65. Some light rain or showers throughout the day. Tonight showers possibly a thunderstorm. The lows 53. Friday partly sunny skies and showers before 8 a.m. but should they should end early morning. Temperatures falling throughout the day tomorrow to 52 degrees by 5 p.m. Right now 49 under mostly clear skies in Manhattan. When a man's an empty kettle, he should be on his metal, and yet I'm torn apart. Just because I'm presuming that I could be kind of human if I only had a heart. Well, some lucky bidder is walking home with a cool artifact from The Wizard of Oz, the Tin Man's oil can just sold at auction for $250,000, quarter million bucks. This highly sought-after can went up for auction at Cruz GWS Auctions, and it was expected to fetch about $200,000, but it ended up snagging another $50,000 when bidding ended. Of course, you remember Jack Haley played the Tin Man. He got that oil can as a parting gift after filming wrapped up. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Stay with us. We'll be back right after this. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.